Welcome to the Liberty Leadership and Lies with Larry Linton podcast, coming to you from the Goat Locker Studio in Sevierville, Tennessee. Be sure and check us out and like us on Facebook and Instagram, and follow us on Telegram as well as on the website of libertyleadershipandlies.com. You can subscribe to notifications on the website to follow the blog there. If you would like to contact the show, just send an email to Larry at libertyleadershipandlies.com. Again, that is Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. Now, on to the episode. Liberty. Liberty is a precious gift from our Creator. It is also a great responsibility for each of us, right now, to preserve it for our posterity. We are getting closer and closer every day to losing it, though. And if our generation loses it, we will have failed in our responsibility to preserve it for our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren, for all of our posterity. Just a cursory search and reading of news articles will show just how much and how hard they, they being the usurpers of our liberty in our states and nations' capitals, and their very willing partners in the media, Hollywood, and judiciary, how hard they are working to radically transform our constitutional republic from a government that was formed to protect our self-evident, unalienable, God-given rights to a country where the new aristocracy and their partners get to decide what are and what are not those same rights. Part of the way they do this is through controlling the language, and we need to put a stop to that. And as specifically related to this week's topic is that lovely, misleading phrase, constitutional right. The Constitution does not grant us any rights, any more than the government grants us any rights. The Constitution protects our rights, and mainly through limiting government. So from this point forward, you need to correct people when they say, it's my constitutional right. Tell them their rights are constitutionally protected, God-given rights. The Constitution does not grant them, it just protects them. There have been several interesting developments on the fight for liberty front in our battles to restore our republic to its founding principles. Specifically with that phrase, constitutional right. Even more specifically with the incorrect phrase, constitutional right to abortion. Take the recent line of questioning by the justices of the Supreme Court in the Dobbs v. Jackson women's health case that occurred in the 1st of December this year. Also, in the lead-up to that case being heard, words are making their way into the new public square. The words or phrase stare decisis are frequently mentioned when discussing this case. Stare decisis is just a phrase in Latin that means prior decisions. The pro-abortion crowd really likes that fancy-sounding phrase because... They would like the incorrect, prior decision made in Roe v. Wade kept in place. Also, in the case of Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which somehow reaffirmed the lie that there is a constitutional right to end the life of a human being based solely upon its position within another human being's body. Pro-abortion people, or pro-choice as they like to frame the discussion, argue that location, 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 which only really matters in real estate transactions, But to the party of death and its supporters, location, location, location determines the constitutional right to end the life of a baby. As I've told you many times, liberals, Democrats, socialists, communists, or fascists, the political party of death, 
all hate our republic and its founding. These battles over a supposed constitutional right for abortion are antithetical to our Constitution in all of our founding principles. Take, for example, this phrase from our Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So, what we can gather from our Declaration of Independence is that life is a self-evident, unalienable right. So, to understand that, we must know what self-evident and unalienable means. One of the definitions of self-evidence is this, not needing to be demonstrated or explained. Obvious. Self-evident is an adjective, like unalienable is an adjective. Unalienable is defined as impossible to take away or give up. And life is the noun in that phrase that they are describing. Life is defined as the existence of an individual human being or animal. So the self-evident, unalienable right of life means that it is obvious and impossible to take away or give up any person's right to live. In the age of primitive technology, our founding fathers recognized this self-evident fact that life is an unalienable right. This unalienable right, along with another called liberty, formed the basis for the Revolutionary War that freed us from a tyrannical government and king. And this is just one of the many reasons for the left wanting to destroy the history of our nation's founding or to have it framed in a way that makes it evil so that it can be minimalized or trivialized. As I said during a period of almost non-existent technology, our founding fathers recognized this fact that life, as well as liberty, were our obvious, unalienable rights. As our technology improved, even the improvement in ultrasounds since Roe v. Wade was handed down, we know that life, the life of an actual human being, with its own DNA separate from the mother and father, begins at conception. Primitive arguments about the quickening and all the way up to the modern arguments about viability truly make the pro-abortion crowd the science deniers they often accuse conservatives of being. We have actual laws on the books, not Supreme Court decisions without any basis in science, about terminating unviable life. For instance, if you destroy an eagle egg, an unhatched and therefore unviable life, you would face up to five years in prison and a fine of $250,000. Isn't it ironic that we human beings go so far to punish other human beings for killing an unviable, non-human life form, but are completely callous to killing an unviable human being? In fact, the line of questioning in the case before the Supreme Court somewhat centered on that term, viability. Roe v. Wade was a seminal moment in our republic when our unalienable rights were infringed upon by an overreaching federal government. You all know what I believe was the first seminal moment in tearing down or whittling away at the liberty of we the people. Yep, it was the 16th Amendment. From 1913, when our government decided to alter the Constitution to feed its unsatiable appetite for our sweat equity, our liberty, one of the self-evident, the obvious, unalienable rights started to be eroded by the very institution that was created to limit government and therefore protect those same rights. Up until 1973, when the judicial branch of the federal government found somewhere in our Constitution, no idea how they did it either, 
the right for somebody to take away another human being's unalienable right to life. It was 60 years for the federal government to do away with two of the unalienable rights listed in our Declaration of Independence. Liberty in the form of our sweat equity, our ability to fully benefit from our own labor, and life, the life of the most defenseless among us, has been determined to not have an unalienable right to life. The human beings that have not developed a voice of their own have been determined to not have a voice. How long will it take until the pursuit of happiness is taken away from us? Will it take 60 years, you know, the time frame between the ratification of the 16th Amendment to the Roe v. Wade decision, which that would place it about the year 2033. That might have been part of the original plan, but along came COVID, right? Unconstitutional lockdowns, quarantines, vaccine passports, the list seems never-ending in the federal government's rush to kill our pursuit of happiness. And now, with Christmas coming up, Dr. Fraudchi is up to his typical liberty-destroying antics. Give a listen to this interview. Well, yes, that is just the reality of the situation. I mean, one thing that vaccinated people can feel comfortable, for example, let's take the holiday setting. You're with your family. You have grandparents and parents and children. When you get vaccinated and you have a vaccinated group and you are in an indoor setting, you can enjoy as we have traditionally over the years, dinners and gatherings within the home with people who are vaccinated. And that's the reason why people should, if they invite people over their home, essentially ask and maybe require that people show evidence that they are vaccinated. Advice from God Emperor Fraudchi for you guys. What do you think? But back to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, though. Those self-evident or obvious unalienable rights that spurred our founding fathers to rebel and fight off the yoke of tyranny. COVID ushered in the era of killing the third listed, obvious, unalienable right as stated in the Declaration of Independence. And it only took 47 years, not the 60 years between the killing of the first two rights. This latest effort in destroying the pursuit of happiness is coupled with the government attempting to remove our sovereign control over what is or is not injected into our bodies. Don't confuse this with a pro-choice argument either. In the case of abortion, there are two distinct and separate human beings involved. One just happens to rely on the body of the mother for protection until, and for years after, birth. We'll talk more about that on the other side of the commercial, so let's pause for a word from a supporter of this podcast. Are you looking for a vacation that offers excitement and peaceful tranquility? You can get both right here in East Tennessee. Sevierville, which is the home of Dolly Parton and the world-famous Dollywood, in addition to the many family-friendly attractions in Pigeon Forge and Gatlinburg, provide the fun and excitement to the tranquil backdrop of the beauty of the rivers, streams, waterfalls, hiking trails, and mountaintop views in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. Sean Kelly and his family would love to encourage you to consider vacationing here at the Gateway to the Smoky Mountains. While there are several lodging companies you could choose from, Sean and his family have over 75 years of experience in the hospitality sector. If you are looking for a company with hometown values, where quality accommodations and cleanliness are paramount to your overall guest experience, look no further than Smoky Mountain Cabins of Tennessee. 
Book with confidence and be sure to tell the Kellys that you are their special guest to receive a 10% discount on reservations. Please be aware, though, that some restrictions do apply. So call now, toll-free, at 866-289-8818. You can also look at their cabins online at www.smcabinstn.com. So call now and book your vacation here in the Smoky Mountains with Sean and the Smoky Mountain Cabins of Tennessee staff. They are experts in creating mountain memories one stay at a time. Once again, the number is 866-289-8818. And the website is www.smcabinstn.com. Be sure and let Sean Kelly and his team of professionals know that you heard about them on Liberty Leadership and Lies with Larry Lynn when you're booking your vacation here in the Smoky Mountains. Let's get back on to the topic of liberty. We've discussed how our liberty, in the form of our sweat equity, has already been stolen by the federal government. It is nonstop, too, especially with the usurper and chief's Build Back Better legislation that is being negotiated in the Senate. We'll get to that before the end of this week's show, though. On the obvious, unalienable right of the pursuit of happiness, though, there is more. If fraud she is involved, there is definitely more going on to rob us of our rights. The constant moving of the goalposts throughout this pandemic has been the way this battle has been fought. I came across this video on Twitter the other day that perfectly captures how the goalposts keep moving. So I'll play the audio from it for you all. Please give it a listen and we'll discuss it on the other side. We need you to stay in your home for a couple weeks. It's for the greater good. We need you to close your business just for a short time. It's for the greater good. We need you to stay home just a little bit longer than two weeks. It's, it's for the greater good. We need you to wear this on your face. It's, it's for the greater good. We need you to wear two of these on your face. It's for the greater good. We need you to inject this into your body. It's for the greater good. We need you to spend the holidays alone. It's for the greater good. You must inject this into your body if you want to feed your family. It's for the greater good. Does that not completely capture how the goalposts to the return to normal have kept being moved? Do you know why the goalposts keep being moved? Why is because it keeps the tyrants in power. But people are waking up to the fact that government is using the pandemic to put mandates and restrictions in place that have had little to no, and in some cases, the opposite effect on containing the spread of COVID. And because we, the people, are starting to wake up, some members of the new aristocracy are quickly realizing that their positions of power are about to be removed. For example, Colorado Governor Jared Polis in a recent interview declared that the COVID-19 emergency is over. Isn't that gracious of him? Thank you, Governor. We've all been waiting for some elected official to tell us that the COVID emergency is over so we can get back to our lives. Now, I'm not a resident or citizen of Colorado, so I do not know if this is true or not. If any of my listeners in Colorado could tell me, though, where in your constitution does it give the government, much less the executive branch of your state government, the authority to make health care decisions for its citizens? I know that it is not in the Tennessee constitution. It is also not in the federal constitution. But in the case of Colorado, it may be different, though. 
If it is, let me know by sending an email to Larry at LibertyLeadershipAndLies.com. Please cite the specific article, section, and clause of your Constitution that gives any branch of government authority and control over the health care decisions of the citizens. Anyway, Colorado's governor stated that he will not be implementing another statewide mask mandate in response to the spread of the moronic or Omicron variant. He further stated that if people aren't vaccinated at this point, it's their own fault if they get sick. I guess he and Dr. Faraci have not been in regular communication these days. Or the governor has not been kept up to date on the latest definitions of vaccines given by the CDC. Remember, the CDC changed the definition of a vaccine this past August from something that provides immunity to something that provides protection and not immunity. So you can still get sick even if you're vaccinated. And it won't be your fault, right? Also, last week, Fraudgy stated that it is a matter of when, not if, Americans will be required to have three shots in order to be considered fully vaccinated. Moving the goalposts. Often, moving the goalposts without scientific data as well. Trust the science, we're told. Just the other day, Fraudgy wasn't trusting the science when he stated, and I quote, If it becomes necessary to get yet another booster then we'll just have to deal with it when that occurs. Just have to deal with it. For the common or communal good. Sounds communistic, doesn't it? This is what the unelected, beagle-torturing usurper of liberty thinks about our personal choices. What he thinks about our liberty, our sovereign control over our own bodies. Listen to this. Yeah, but, you know, Andrew, we, we really have to get people vaccinated. I mean, I understand and we all understand how people do not like to be told what to do. They want to make their own choice and their own free will. I get that and I respect that. But these are unusual times. And you can't think only of yourself and your own personal opinion, but you've got to think about your communal responsibility to get yourself and your family and indirectly then the community protected. So I would prefer, and we all would prefer, that people would be voluntarily getting vaccinated. But if they're not going to do that, sometimes you've got to do things that are unpopular, but that clearly supersede individual choices and are directed predominantly at the communal good. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about requirements. That was the chief medical advisor to President Brandon, I mean Biden. Which doesn't really mean anything, because if the ice cream connoisseur wasn't suffering from dementia and had all of his faculties about him, being the leftist that he is would not differ very much in his efforts to usurp our liberties using the COVID-19 pandemic as an excuse. That, right there, is a direct reflection of what nearly every elected official in Washington, D.C. thinks about your liberty. It is definitely a reflection of what every Democrat, liberal, socialist, and communist thinks about individual liberty. Of course, removing sovereign control over our own bodies is unpopular with we the people. Here's what they do not understand, though. Most likely they do understand, but just don't care. Being forced or coerced into taking a vaccine never, ever supersedes individual choices, our individual rights. There are those that will cite childhood vaccines that many of us had when we were children, and they would be somewhat correct. Our parents, heck, even us older parents right now, 
had these vaccines administered to us or our children as a condition for attending government schools. So what is the difference between now and then? For one, the definition. Changing the definition from one of a vaccine producing immunity to one producing only protection all by itself gives us the option to refuse it. Secondly, this COVID vaccine is an mRNA vaccine, which is much different than the ones we and our children were administered in the past. Thirdly, the number of adverse reactions to the current vaccine is more than the adverse reactions of all other vaccines combined. In the age of the internet and instant availability of information, the public is more aware of these adverse effects, which is a good thing. It allows us to make an informed choice between getting a vaccine that may or may not prevent us from contracting the COVID-19 virus or living with a 99.7% chance of surviving once getting the virus and then developing natural immunity to COVID once recovered. So as we can see though, the time periods between eroding the three self-evident unalienable rights mentioned in our Declaration of Independence is shortening. The limited government created by the Founding Fathers in the Constitution of the United States of America, which built upon the principles of our Declaration of Independence, has metastasized into our current form of government today. A government that acts as though there are no limits on its authority, despite there being only specific authorities listed in the Constitution. Let's pause for a word from another supporter of this podcast before we go on. For all my listeners that live in the Hampton Roads area of Virginia, I want to give a huge shout out to one of my all-time favorite car mechanics and longtime good friend, Glenn Moser. He is a supporter of this podcast and the owner-operator of Professional Auto, located at 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha, in Virginia Beach. Phone number is 757-962-0102. Not only is Glenn an extremely talented mechanic, but he is also a great American and a staunch supporter of our constitutional rights. My family and I relied on Glenn and Professional Auto for all of our vehicle needs when we lived in the Hampton Roads, Virginia area. Quality work at a fair price and service with a smile are what you will receive when you take your vehicle to Professional Auto. I encourage all my listeners there in the Hampton Roads area to look them up if your car needs work. Again, that is Professional Auto, 5900 Thurston Avenue, Suite Alpha in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and the phone number is 757-962-0102. We're back on Liberty, and we're getting closer and closer to letting our government letting our government do away with our liberty, our individual choices, and we're doing it by the day. And if we're not careful, if we do not take a stand and tell the usurpers of liberty and government at the state and federal level that we will no longer comply with obvious, though self-evident, unconstitutional orders, mandates, and laws, we will not have anything to pass along to our descendants. We will have squandered the best possible form of self-governance mankind has ever instituted. And for what? For some falsely perceived sense of security? For following the orders and mandates of the many different levels of government that keep moving the goalposts for return to some sense of normalcy? 
for allowing the usurpers of liberty to continue to pass legislation like the current Build Back Better legislation that a majority of Democrats and the usurper-in-chief said would not cost the taxpayers a dime? The advertised cost of Build Back Worse is $1.7 trillion, and all the Democrats say that it pays for itself. After the House of Representatives passed it with those statements and promises to the American people, and before the Congressional Budget Office, the CBO, officially scored the legislation, it was sent over to the Senate for full debate. Now, though, the CBO has come out with a score or analysis of the cost of the bill. It is stated that these Build Back Worse programs, extended through the 10-year window of having their costs hidden with arbitrary expiration dates, would cost nearly $3 trillion more than the advertised cost, bringing the total price tag to almost $5 trillion, almost three times the amount that the usurpers of liberty, willing accomplices in the media, have been selling to the public for the past few months. Included in this Build Back Worse bill are some interesting words meant to enhance its palatability to the low-information voters and the people who just want to be left alone. The word free is in it several times, like up to six semesters of free community college or free childcare for children under the age of six or free universal preschool services. This Build Back Worse program also dilutes our birthright citizenship and rewards criminal behavior of non-citizens by providing certain aliens with a path to permanent resident status. Those of you that still retain some critical thinking skills out there know there is no such thing as free. Somebody, and in this case it is all the taxpayers, foot the bill for anything that the government states is free. Because despite Brandon's, I mean Biden's, false ludicrous claims about how this legislation is paid for, Build Back Worse cannot be paid for with current tax revenue laws or with the tax hikes identified in this abomination of a bill. What will happen if it does pass the Senate and is signed into law by the child sniffer-in-chief, Congress will have to impose massive tax hikes on the middle class to fund this bill that is not only harmful to our republic's prosperity, which is disappearing by the minute, but it also destroys the social fabric of our nation. It continues. It actually enhances the federal government's use of our sweat equity as the carrot and stick to get compliance from the individual state legislatures. It does this by attaching requirements to receive the funding in nearly every program the legislation creates. It places burdens on businesses on reporting and compliance that belie the very nature of a free market. In essence, what this bill does, and like many bills for the past 100 years, it increases the size and scope of the federal government as well as decreases the power and authority of the state governments and erodes the liberty of the people. It circumvents the Ninth and Tenth Amendments to the Constitution and assumes powers outside the scope of Article I, Section 8 of the Federal Constitution. Gee, imagine my surprise at that. This Build Back Worse bill gets us closer and closer to a nation our founding fathers would not recognize at all. And contrary to a recent article in The Guardian, if the Supreme Court finds that there is no constitutional right to an abortion, dismantling Roe v. Wade will not imperil other core basic human rights. First, because denying a human child the right to life is not 
a core basic human right. The author of that article stated the quiet part out loud, though, once again demonstrating that if you watch and listen to liberals long enough, they reveal themselves. The author wrote this, and I quote, when the Supreme Court effectively legalized abortion. That is exactly how liberals believe courts should behave. They should legislate from the bench, completely subverting the constitutional authority outlined in Article I of the Constitution, which states all legislative, meaning lawmaking, authority shall be vested in a Congress. Nowhere in Article Three of the Constitution does it grant the judicial branch the authority to legislate or create laws. But back to Build Back Worse. Of course, some Democrat congressman from Kentucky introduced this monstrosity in the House of Representatives on the 27th of September this year. What is not told to we, the people, is that there was bipartisan opposition to this bill in the House. In other words, this bill was passed in the House by only Democrats voting for it, while a Democrat in every Republican voted against it, which is strange indeed in our current state of politics, because I believe in one of the golden rules of another political commentator that is out there. And the golden rule is this, that there are some Republicans who are really Democrats, but there are no Democrats that are really Republicans. So I'm kind of shocked that not one Republican voted for this legislation that will put us into more debt than we currently are. And for those of you who are not sure what our current deficit is, let me tell you. Right now, our budget deficit is closing in on $3 trillion. Our national debt, on the other hand, is a completely different matter. The national debt is almost $30 trillion. Trillion with a T which means that every taxpayer in the Republic right now has been handed a debt of nearly $230,000 by the government. That is on top of the debt every taxpayer has voluntarily obligated themselves to. In other words, the government we elected is writing checks that we cannot pay. Not in our lifetime, not even in our children's lifetime or our grandchildren's lifetime. How is that for eroding your liberty. Watching the actions of all levels of government over the course of nearly two years now, one cannot help but see we are getting closer and closer to completely losing our liberty. Losing what has made this nation the best possible nation on the face of the earth. Before we close the show, I'd like to leave you with this from God's Word. Galatians 2.4 This matter arose because some false believers had infiltrated our ranks to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus and to make us slaves. False believers have infiltrated our local, state, and federal government for generations now. They see the freedoms, the liberties, our constitutions at the state and federal level were created to protect. Our founding fathers, looking to God's word and our Savior's example of true servant leadership, Design this constitutional republic to guarantee our self-evident, unalienable, God-given rights. The usurpers, those false believers, are dragging us closer and closer to losing our freedoms forever. We cannot let that happen. Until next week, stand in the arena with me. Reveille, it's time to wake up.